Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. y'all and welcome back into another episode of believe in the atp tour i'm your host jacob sersosimo and today you're listening on the believe network i'm going to be transparent with y'all right now i was going to take this week off i wasn't going to podcast uh with everything going on at work right now it's busy season football's about to start and also i'm in some weddings so i'm kind of traveling a lot not a lot of time this week to get a podcast in but i found a, a window about 35 minutes here that i can do this podcast and you know what i thought you know what jacob The greatest tournament in the world is coming up at the end of this month in the U.S. Open. It's this month. It'd be a disgrace to not podcast about tennis this month. So we are doing a tennis podcast right now about what has happened over the last few weeks at the end of July, moving into August, and it's officially U.S. Open time. U.S. Open series is officially started here in America. Some smaller tournaments right now. But we are getting closer and closer and closer to some Masters 1000s tournaments leading into the greatest tournament in the world. That is the U.S. Open. With that being said, let's get to some of those tournaments that happened over the last few weeks. There's some tournaments on the last week, or not September, July 24th to July 30th. And there's three tournaments that took place during that time. Hamburg, Germany, Atlanta, Georgia, and UMEG, Croatia. ATP 500 is in Hamburg which is in Germany, and then ATP 250s that happened in Atlanta and Croatia. So like I mentioned last week, with these tournaments being all over the place and there being a lot of them at the same time, the draws aren't as magnificent as Masters 1000s. However, with that being said, there are some great players and some great contests and matches that happen throughout these tournaments. We're going to start right here in the United States in Atlanta. This one always gets a good crowd. It always gets a nice, good buzz, and it brings all the Americans pretty much to Atlanta. It's really the first big tournament here in the United States before the U.S. Open. It goes Atlanta, and then it goes into Washington, D.C., and then it carries on, you know, Toronto, Cincy, all that stuff moving into the U.S. Open. So this one does get quite a bit of buzz, and rightfully so. There's a lot of good Americans here, and they tend to play really, really well at this tournament. One seed, Taylor Fritz. Two seed, Alex De Manure. And then you got other guys in here like uh, Ugo Humber. You got Gael Monfils, Lloyd Harris, Maxim Cressy, an American, John Isner, an American, Daniel Evans is a three seed. And then you look at the very top of this list, it's uh, Ben Shelton at the top side of the bracket, um, Jordan Thompson, Kai Nishikori at the top side of this bracket. Nishikori is getting back into tennis and seems to be playing really, really well. He meets up with Taylor Fritz in the quarterfinals here in Atlanta. But good to see Kaini Shikori kind of getting back into the swing of things, so to speak, in tennis because he was so good for so long. Had some injuries, was out of the game for a little bit, now he's back. It's good to see him back in the game. J.J. Wolf has a good tournament. He makes it all the way to the semifinals where he runs into Taylor Fritz. Chris Eubanks rebounds after having a fantastic few weeks there in July. Eubanks makes it all the way to the quarterfinals here, wins two matches, then runs into Vukic. Vukic is Alexander Vukic has a fantastic tournament. He makes it all the way to the final, 27 years old. He's ranked number 62 in the world. He's from Australia, seems to be playing well on hardcore. Just turned pro about five years ago, so when he was you know in his early 20s. But Vukic 
Good to see him playing good tennis. I don't know much about this guy, but like I said last week, when you have these tournaments, it gives the option and it gives the opportunity, I should say, for these players that nobody really knows about to play really well, make runs, and kind of make a name for themselves. And that is exactly what Alexander Vukic did here in Atlanta. But Atlanta belongs to Taylor Fritz. Fritz plays well all week. It's good to see him get another American title. He beats Vukic in three sets in the final, and that is his sixth title ever. Good to see him back on top, honestly. Taylor Fritz, sometimes up and down. He won Delray Beach earlier this year. Now he wins Atlanta. That is his sixth title. He won three titles last year, one in 2019. That was on grass at Eastbourne. He's won Eastbourne twice, which Taylor Fritz playing well on grass, not really surprising to anybody. But good for Taylor Fritz to get this win because as we move into the U.S. Open, Taylor Fritz, number nine in the world right now, he's the guy you look to at a lot of these tournaments as the American that's going to pull his weight, right? Who's going to do it for the Americans? Who's going to be the guy that makes a big run here? It was Francis Tiafo last year. Taylor Fritz a little disappointing in a few tournaments. But I'd love for Taylor Fritz, the highest-ranked American, to make a really big run at one of these tournaments. Right, he. I think he belongs in the top 10, and he needs to prove that, especially when we get to the U.S. Open. I believe it was last year we were kind of disappointed with his U.S. Open. I believe he lost to that Brandon Holt, Tracy Austin's son, I believe. I'm, I'm not sure I'm getting that name right. I think I'm getting that name right, and I believe that was last year. Lost to him in the first or second round there, and he was out early. Americans like to watch Taylor Fritz. I think he's got that dog mentality. I think he plays really well, and I think... He has that appetite to win. Can he do it at the U.S. Open? We'd love to see it. We're waiting for it. I hope so. Along with Big Foe, he's another one American that we'd love to see do something like that. Um, could there be more Americans making a big run at the U.S. Open? We'll catch on that here in a few weeks when we actually talk about the U.S. Open. But Taylor Fritz getting this win in Atlanta before the U.S. Open has to be good for him. And I hope he rides that momentum on hard court for the rest of this month as we get closer to New York. All right, let's go to Germany. We're going to Hamburg for a kind of a hometown, home country tournament for Alexander Sverev. He plays in this tournament. It's kind of weird that there's a tournament all the way over in Hamburg right before having to come over for the American swing, but that's what they make plans for. It's the Hamburg European Open. It's an ATP 500, the only ATP 500 last week. Beautiful stadium they play in over there in Germany for this contest. The number one seed in this tournament, really no surprise, it's Casper Ruud. He's had a great year. Uh, he is a great player, and he deserves to be a top seed in tournaments like this. Uh, Andre Rublev, the two seed. Francisco Serendolo, the five seed in this tournament. He's he's in Hamburg. Alexander Sverev, the four seed. Kecmanovic, the eight seed. Good names in this tournament, as you would expect, with an ATP 500. Now, Casper Ruud runs into Files in the... Quarterfinals, Kasper Ruud out of this tournament. He's done. Alexander Sverev rolls on the top side of the bracket, makes it all the way to the final. Then on the bottom side of the bracket, it's that Laszlo Jerry. Laszlo Jerry beats Lorenzo Musetti, uh, makes it all the way, and then he beats Zinzing Zhang in the semifinals to make it to the final. But Alexander Sverev getting this win, very, very good. It's a clay court tournament. You know Alexander Sverev plays good on clay. But ever since coming back from that injury, he's been a little hit or miss. And then he started playing well as of recently. And for him to get a win in his home country, it's a good win for him. He's ranked num- He's back up to number 15 in the world, kind of coming back from that injury. Um, I'm interested to see how he plays on hard court, to be honest with you, because 
I think it's going to be a little bit of adjustment and weird for him. But nevertheless, coming back from that injury that he had last year, he has 20 titles on tour. That is his first title of 2023. Had a really good 2021. He had six titles. Then he gets hurt. And now he's back in 2023. One title that's in Hamburg on clay. So he won the ATP finals on hard court in 2021. Can he continue to play really, really well on hard court as we move into the U.S. Open? That's to be determined. I'd expect to see him at a few of these lead-up tournaments as we get closer. But Alexander Sverev with a win in Hamburg. First win since 2021. So I'm guessing it can't be anything but good vibes and good feelings for him moving forward. And we move to Croatia, the UMAG tournament. That's another ATP 250 tournament. The bracket is all right. Laheka's the one seed. Dominic teams in this bracket, uh, but not a lot of huge names. Stan Wawrinka's in this bracket, and then you got Lorenzo Sanego as the two seed. So not a lot of big names. I would assume if you're going to be over there in Europe, you're going to play try to play in Germany in a 500, or you're already in America getting ready for the U.S. Open, and so you probably played in Atlanta moving on to D.C., this weekend. Uh, Alexi Paparin. Wow, what a tournament. Makes it all the way to the finals and wins this thing. Stan Wawrinka makes it to the finals. Uh, gets second at this tournament. Stan Wawrinka or beats Lorenzo Musetti, which or not Musetti. Lorenzo Sinego. Sorry, I get the I don't get them mixed up, but they have the same name. Lorenzo Sinego in the semifinals. A great win for Stan Wawrinka to make it all the way to this point. I believe after the match, the finals match, he actually cried and He's like, sorry for crying, but I just love this sport so much, and I love the tennis so much. So good to see the passion still from Stan Wawrinka. You want guys in your sport that as they get older, the money and the fame and the success and all that doesn't take away their love for the sport, and it hasn't for Stan Wawrinka. The fact that he's come back from injury at the age he's at, and he's not playing like he's Rafa or Roger or Novak at the age he's at, but he's still playing decent tennis, and he still loves the game that much. Awesome for the sport, awesome for Stan Wawrinka, and really good for fans because we love watching Stan Wawrinka play, honestly. I think he's got one of the most pure backhands, and he's great for the sport, great ambassador, fun to watch. Alexi Popperin, though, fantastic win in Croatia. 23 years old from Australia, ranked number 57 in the world. He has two titles ever to his name. Popperin kind of goes up and down a little bit. Sometimes you'll see him make runs, other times not so much. He won in Singapore in 2021, and now he has won in UMAG on clay in Croatia in 2023. All right, good news for the tour as it goes to D.C. The Washington, D.C. tournament is always really, really good, and especially you know when they got a great ambassador in tennis that is Francis Tiafo, who I believe is from that area, area I should say. It's an ATP 500, the ATP 250s this week. One's in Los Cabos, and one is in Austria. So one's still overseas before they come over here to America that's on clay. So I don't know how many of those guys are actually coming to the U.S. Open, but they're still playing on clay as of now. Or maybe they think that's their best um, opportunity to win. So City Open going on right now in D.C. Taylor Fritz, a top seed. Uh, Andy Murray's here. Chris Eubanks is here. Uh, Manorino is here. Hercotch, Michael Moe, J.J. Wolf, Liam Brody, Gael Monfils. Uh, you look at Grigor Dimitrov, Ugo Humbert. Tanasi Kakanakis, Sebastian Korda. I could keep going. Ben Shelton's here. Francis Tiafo, the two seed. I'd love to see Tiafo actually make a really good run here. Uh, I think he deserves it, and I think this is one tournament that he really, really wants. He talked about sneaking into this tournament when he was younger, and now he gets to be there. At his match the other day was uh, Kevin Durant, so awesome for tennis to get Kevin Durant there, and really for Tiafo 
who is such a big basketball fan, did track some of these all-stars and superstars to come out and watch some tennis. I know Jimmy Butler takes in tennis a lot, and it's awesome to see Kevin Durant courtside and watching some tennis, especially in Francis Tiafo. So D.C. is happening right now. That's the biggest tournament going on this week, ATP 500. As for next week and what we're going to see moving forward, kind of a little calendar update, uh, on the 7th of August starts Toronto. That's an ATP 1000. That is the tournament that Novak Djokovic will not be playing in. Right after that, it's the Western and Southern Open. That is in Cincinnati, which is the notorious Cincy tournament. And then Winston-Salem's after that. It's an ATP 250. Some go to it. Most go straight to New York getting ready for the U.S. Open on the 28th of August. So that's what to look forward to. A pair of 1,000s, one 250 that gets some players right before the U.S. Open, but really the U.S. Open then on August 28th. Last thing here before we go, a little bit of news and good news. If you're a Chris Eubanks fan, uh, he's top 30 bound. He's in the top 30. Chris Eubanks went from being you know 100, 150. Uh, he broke in the top 100 for the first time in April, and now he's in the top 30 thanks to the amount of success that he had at Wimbledon and how he's played since then. So awesome to see Chris Eubank get success because I think he's fun to watch and he's a likable guy. And he's American, and I'm American, so I like when Americans do well. Uh, but it's awesome to see Chris Eubanks have some success on tour and actually kind of get into that more comfortable spot of a top 50 where financially it's better, you get better draws in tournaments, and hopefully you can just keep building up your resume and working through all of that. So that's going to do it for this episode. I told you it'd be short. Um, I'm glad I got it out this week. Uh, sorry for the delay. We're going to talk next week. I'm going to be traveling again this weekend, so when I get back and we can talk about it, let's talk about D.C. and some of the other tournaments. Los Cabos is going on. Austria is going on. Before we get into the Masters 1000, that is Toronto. So we'll chat about that next week. I appreciate you listening. I know it was short and quick, but I appreciate you jumping on here and listening to what we got to talk about tennis because it is one of the most exciting times in tennis as we lead up to the U.S. Open. Adios. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.